Star Wars. Star Wars. Four is done. Hallelujah! Got Great time done watching it. Yes, love this movie. It's classic. Classic Star Wars, and the very first one. You know, I just don't associate with people that don't like this movie. Other than if they're super close to me. I won't name names, but you know one of the person that's here at school right now that I've uh, hanged out with. Yep. Just has yep, never watched any one of these movies. Just isn't one of those people. And I that's I, one thing I just I, Yeah, I know a few don't people. Don't appreciate about them. I know a few people who are the exact same way. I, I just, I don't get it. Because mm-hmm. it seems like almost everybody I know has at least seen some of Star Wars. Yeah. Or at least know what Star Wars is. So I just don't understand how you could at least like it. Like, I know there's some people that aren't huge fans of Star Wars. I just don't understand how you could not like it. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Strengths, weaknesses strengths. first. Well, I, th- I think we should go through the easy part first with the strengths. Okay. Because, I mean, we could spend all day talking about strengths. <laughs> Yeah, we could. But I, think, I don't have that many weaknesses myself, so. Yeah, I mean, I have a few, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But uh, I guess I can start with uh, some strengths. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, there's so many strengths to talk about this movie that it's tough to pick a few. Mm-hmm. It rarely is. But I, I do have a few that are, you know, pretty standard that I just think are amazing about this film. Mm-hmm. The first two, oh, oh, sorry, the first one, I just, I just love the way the main episodic Star Wars films open. Because, you, you know, it starts with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. One of my highs right there. Absolutely. So creative an idea. So So cool. Because then you have Star Wars blam out with that awesome music, which is another positive mm-hmm. of mine, just the music. But mm-hmm. I'll get to that more in a minute. And then you have the opening crawl, like, telling you what happened, you know, before the events of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool, because it harkens back to the old movie serials of the 1930s, 1940s that George Lucas grew up with. Mm. About where, where you go into a movie theater, and you may not have seen the old, you know, the serials before that, uh, that particular serial... But seeing that opening crawl, you're caught up to what you missed. So that's just harkening back to those serials that George Lucas grew up with, which is just so cool. I mean, do you see a movie nowadays starting like that? No. Mm-hmm. And it's because Star Wars just did it just so unique. It's just so cool starting out like that, so iconic. Makes yep. It makes the movie great. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but the music. John Williams. Best composer on the planet. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, from E.T. to Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, Indiana Jones. Star Wars, and original theme. Superman, the theme, which mm-hmm. I love. We already talked about Superman. But Star Wars easily is the most iconic. Yeah. And the best. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Everyone knows that music just from blaring it. Mm-hmm. You know that it's Star Wars. It, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 yep. da, just oh, so good. I don't do it justice. Yeah, it's so good. So I, I just, I love not just the opening music, but just the music throughout the movie. Like it's a kind of music where I just, I love hearing the entire soundtrack because it's 
from I've seen the movie so many times. You have too. Yeah. But it's to the point where you can almost like picture the scene with the music. Mm-hmm. I can kind of do that. Like when they have the music w- with the Death Star music, you know, them sneaking mm-hmm. around. You can see them sneaking around the Death Star. At least I do mm-hmm. when I hear that music. Like the music's just so, so good in this movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. The performances, for the most part, are really good. I'll talk about one one of my weaknesses that I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, okay. But but mo- for the most part, I think everyone does good, and I think the cast is perfect for what they were trying to do. Yeah, absolutely great performances. I'm sure you'll get more in depth about that, or we can. You know, yeah. But ju- just performances all around, really good. I do enjoy it. It makes the movie good. Mm-hmm. The action, of course, is awesome. Just just for the day for 1977, just how. Now, granted, some of that it has been updated with special edition effects and everything, mm-hmm. but you can tell the practical effects, like the opening shot of that, you know, that little ship, and then the big star ship oh, yeah. cruising along. That's all practical effects, mm-hmm. and it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So there's many moments in the movie where it's like that, and I just I love it. Yeah, it's so exciting, so thrilling. It it works. Mm-hmm. It still holds up forty years later. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And one last thing that I want to mention before I throw it off to you that I just I like about this film. In order to understand, you have to really appreciate to appreciate what I'm about to say. You need to understand that back in that time before this movie, uh, sci-fi movies were all about looking glossy, about mm-hmm. looking futuristic. Like the future was all about you know prim and proper, you know cl- uh, stain stainless steel, you know perfect looking future, whatever. Whereas Star Wars, the movie, lo- I mean, the the way the movie looks, it looks like our world. It looks lived in. It looks mm-hmm. dirty. It looks dusty. It looks rough. Like, there's nothing real majestic about this movie. And I think that just works really well because it, it just shows that, hey, you know, this universe has been lived in. It makes it more plausible as opposed to just a fu- uh, perfect-looking future where it's just like... Oh, this doesn't really look that realistic, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I I just like that look to it, just being thrown into this world, just trying to figure it out for ourselves, you know, what's going on. And the movie does a great job of explaining it, and just just the look of the movie just is awesome. Mm-hmm. So those are a few of the many positives that I absolutely love about this first Star Wars movie, yeah. A New Hope. So. Um, I agree. Um. I was gonna. I'm gonna say my strengths in order of when they start. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. The iconic blue, the kind of black screen with the blue text saying, "A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away," um, is something that you people might not think of as a high. Um. It's a high for me for two reasons. I I really appreciate it because. Yes, it gives you out into a world far away, and it gets you start to imagining, mm-hmm. um, and it starts you, it puts you, it plants you in this world, because it's like forget where you are, long time ago, far far away. Now you're in it. Secondly, I appreciate it for, like, that it's a constant, just like the second thing. It's always a constant in Star Wars, like. Even in Solo, it's so, like 
a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. Then just starts in Solo. Same thing yeah. in Rogue One. Yeah. They don't have crawls, but they have that blue text. I just yeah. appreciate that Disney, Star Wars, Lucasfilm has continued and will always... I don't know if the other ones in the far future will have them. They could. But I imagine they will um, to get you back in that Star Wars mood. Yeah. Um, they just won't have the episodic oh, numbers. Yeah, opening crawl. Yeah. Yeah, they might not have that. But I appreciate that that's a constant. Um, it really is like... And you see that Lucasfilm pop up, and you see mm-hmm. that, and like, okay, I'm about to watch a Star Wars movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, the crawl. Um, I enjoy... I enjoyed, like, the music of instantly, like, Star Wars. And you're just getting mm-hmm. this crawl thing. It's so interesting to me to give this little bio yeah. of information for, to the audience of, like... All this stuff, and then we start the movie. And mm-hmm. uh, you're thrown right into the middle of a story. You're mm-hmm. not seeing the beginning of a story. You're just thrown into it, mm-hmm. which I think is just so cool. Trying to get the audience to get caught up with what's going on, mm-hmm. which you do throughout the course of the movie, but mm-hmm. not right away. Um, the music, um, more than just so. in the beginning, but I'm gonna say like the music of just da da. You know, just those elements of it that's mm. like like I can imagine I know the music of when they say no uh was the scene the scene of like when we either first see the death star of that ship coming in or when Obi-Wan says that's no moon and you get the music oh yeah da 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 yeah. something like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it's like they're I mean, it, the music in this, it's its unexplainable. It gets out of, it's out of body experience in a way. Yeah. It's, um, this music is more than just great. It has become a cultural phenomenon that people just listen to this music without watching the movie. Oh, yeah. So, and I don't know how to best give it, but the music is an A+. It's an A+. It's, 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 it's great. I mean, j- just kind of imagine the movie without the music. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be nearly as effective if you didn't have this awesome track to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's, it, it, I can't explain how much watching Star Wars always, watching any trailer, watch yeah. anything, and yeah. without the music, you don't get the feels. That's how they build the feelings. That's how they build the emotion. That's how the, they build tension. You don't just do it with dialogue. You do it with m- music. You do it with, uh, the shots that you do, you do it with the color, mm-hmm. and just the yellow text of Star Wars. Then the bang, then you go into the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, is just uh, another agreeable high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I agree with all three of those. Probably gonna agree on a lot of this stuff. Probably. But, yeah. Um, then my next high is these are more characters, which I just listed characters, which yeah. I love all. Yeah. Of these yeah. Yeah. No. Characters. Yeah. Go more in depth. I just went in general, but go ahead. Yeah. Um. C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh. What an interesting oh, idea. Yeah. To start your movie. Yeah. The no, first droids we ever... The first thing you ever see are droids walking down a hallway with fighters. Cause, yeah, it's just awesome. Because in most movies, you start out with your main character first off. Mm-hmm. So to have your movie start out with secondary characters, that was really unheard of back then. Yeah. But works so well. Mm-hmm. 
because they're really the characters are the viewpoint of the audience like they're the ones that are kind of like oh what's going on you know just like we are you know especially yeah. people who first time watching this movie mm-hmm. so just really cool and plus like you said their banter is amazing their banter is amazing they're so different you have the one that's the polished c-3po that has that can speak all forms of dialect then you have the more the rough the more on mission uh he's not as scared r2d2 mm-hmm. um and just they're they're symbols of star wars like oh yeah like every person can watch see a sticker of those characters and know where they're from absolutely so and the actors behind them are great too so um there that's a character those are two characters i love that we see at the beginning um i'll mention her now leia oh um carrie fisher's Le- passed Le- away but uh she Rip. she's uh she, i don't think she's great in this movie like she's nothing that's like like fantastic um compared to maybe five um mm. where i really enjoy her when she you know says i love you and he says i know um but she's really good just being a princess. I, you don't give her that much. She yeah. doesn't hold a gun in this movie other than that little taser gun. She's kind of in the background. You know, she's supposed to give Han the money. But I, I'll kind of disagree with you a little bit. I really like Carrie Fisher in here. Mm. Like, I, you know, Star Wars is until, you know, the Disney Star Wars movies. Like, in the original six, there really isn't a whole lot of strong female characters. Yeah. But with Leia, I think she's super strong in this movie. Like she holds up her own. She's good, yeah. With with you know Han and Luke, like she she get, takes a bat blaster from Luke or Han, I forget who she does, and she just starts wailing at stormtroopers yeah. and barking orders, having that camaraderie ship with Han. Like she really holds her own in that group, and I think that's just really cool. You know, to have a strong female character like that, mm-hmm. especially in an era where. There really wasn't a whole lot of strong female characters yep. in movies at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I think she does a really good job in the movie for what she's given to do, you know? Yeah. So. I just... She's not the biggest, like, actor I attach to. I mean, she's Princess Leia. She's she's great. But uh, there's just times I can just feel in this movie that it is kind of guy-focused. All the boys are doing action. I mean, Han comes and saves Luke at the end. Han saves Luke... The beginning when Leia's still in the Death Star, it's Obi Wan, who's <laughs> Obi Wan, Oh Geezer, Han, <laughs> Luke, and Chewie. Like those are all males going for her. I mean, she and Padme are technically one of the six. Only the females that we technically get a deep dive into. And one is and she's clearly better, better than the other. <laughs> um, uh, so I'll just get. We're not talking about her. Padme, by the way. No, yeah. we won't. <laughs> um, and I'll go into my favorite Star Wars character um, that gets debated and dust around and he gets tossed into conversations and about did episode 8 do him right but in this movie alone my favorite Star Wars character is Luke Skywalker Okay. and when I grew up as like a boy I love Luke Skywalker like um I, I, I don't know I just I love the idea of a little farm boy goes on this journey and he becomes like this legend saves the rebellion and yes he's whiny but like he's whiny he's a brat he doesn't know anything until he gets out there and obviously his remembrance and he's a brat like his father was um like i was going up to power to buy some power converters you know he's just whining and and, you know i'm not gonna get out of here 
it's done better, but it's still whiny, just like in episode two, when he's like, Obi-Wan hates me, you know? He's never letting me, you know? He's holding me back. He's just whining. Mm. And it's actually, he's whi- they're whining in the exact same place in the scene. When Luke is messing with R2-D2 and C-3PO, that's, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Mark Hamill um, did not think he was going to get the star role in Star Wars. Like, he thought he was going to get to Harrison Ford. Um, and I, I don't know. There's just something about Luke Scott and that stinking first shot where you see him come out with Uncle Owen and you hear Luke, Luke. And it's like, okay, now you're going to meet our hero of the story. And he's going on this hero journey. Um, and oh, just that scene where like, you can't keep him here. He's not, he's not like us. He has too much of his father in him. He's like, that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, I, I think in a way, um, Luke is, there's debate if Luke actually is the chosen one or if it's Anakin. Um, I believe it is Anakin, but Luke is the redeeming part of Anakin. Like, if it wasn't for Luke, we're not gonna, we're not there yet in the trilogy, but Luke is the better Anakin in the way. He's gonna get the same temptation, he's gonna get the same choices being made to him, mm-hmm. and because he's gonna choose correctly, um, it's gonna redeem his father in the end. Spoiler. But, um. <laughs> Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Star Wars. <laughs> But, no, just in the scene when he walks out and you have the two sons, oh, it can make me cry. Probably the best shot in the entire movie. And, uh, I don't... Actually, it is. There's <laughs> it no is. question. Yes. Uh, I'll say one more, then uh, get back on more strengths from you. Um, let's go to meeting of Obi-Wan, I'll say next. Um, I... I I like Alex Guinness. I like Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, if you take into other movies into this, there's so much history there. But uh, um, it's it's just very solid. It's just wise, own man that protects Luke. And so much wisdom. Who's more foolish, the fool or the one who follows oh, him? Yeah, great line. Um, so, and... Uh, I would say Obi-Wan's my favorite prequel character, um, just from acting yeah. and from just character study of him. Um, I don't know. There's there's something about all these characters that's hard to talk about for me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't give them all, like, I can't say how important they are to, like, to my mm-hmm. life or just to strengths. I can't put it all into words, because I can't. I, this... Obi-Wan, Luke, and all of the characters are in culture. They're in society. They're so iconic. They're so iconic. What are you going to say that's going to not been said, you know? Like, we're already saying stuff that's already been said. It's countless times. So, we're just restating it. Uh Um, And it's just cool. He's an old wizard with a blue lightsaber. Um if you want to add anything, I love the force yeah. kind of joke that, not joke, but the thing that he does uh, with the speeder and these are not the droids you're looking at. Yeah, so, so like the mind mm-hmm. tricks. The mind yeah. force trick. Yeah. So uh, just appreciate everything he teaches Luke and, mm-hmm. and also that he taught his father and now he gets to teach his 
uh, Darth Vader's son for a little bit. Um, yeah. Taking your first step into a larger world. Yeah, if you want to bounce on that and hit a couple others. Yeah, like, yeah. That's... Uh, well, one thing that I like about this movie that is kind of cool is like just the kind of the, the seeds that they plant in here for further movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie was... I mean, if if you don't know about the production history of this movie, it's basically kind of like if anything could go wrong, it would go wrong. Like, like th- this movie is crazy. Just how how crazy it was. Just not, everything was not going right. The studio didn't believe in this movie mm-hmm. and everything. Taking a chance, everyone thought it was going to be a flop. So you would think that with all that going on, that they would gear this to be a standalone movie, mm-hmm. which I will argue that even though I think it could work as a standalone movie, you know, without the sequels or the franchise or anything. Yeah, I think this is great standalone. I can just watch this any time. Yeah. And obviously I have the history of the other ones, but... A- a- absolutely. Because yeah. they end with the ceremony scene, which it kind of... anything. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a closer. Mm-hmm. But they do have the seeds that, uh, you know could be given further in sequels, which they are, and we'll talk more mm-hmm. about them, you know, once we get to further Star Wars movies. Yeah. But I just like the scenes, you know, like with Obi-Wan and, and Luke talking about his father, like setting up his father, like like who his father is, and, you know, the history with him there. Like, I do like that. And just the other little references, like, and the scene where they're on the Death Star, and they're talking about, you know, the, the Emperor, you know, dissolving the... I was at the council or whatever. Yeah. Like, I like them setting up the emperor. Like, oh, who's the emperor? Well, mm-hmm. we'll find out in a future movie. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they don't even kill Darth Vader at the end shows that they, you know, could have, you know, were thinking about it, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, in the far distant future. So I just, I like the seeds that they have planted into, like, a larger universe that they eventually go on to explain, you know. So I think, think that's kind of cool. Just, just kind of looking at that more. Uh, let's see. Uh, I will say, you know, my I do love. Yeah, I remember we haven't really talked about him, but I really love Han Solo in this movie. Mm. Like, I would say he's probably my favorite character in this film. I just, I just love the coolness of him. Just how perfect Han Solo it or Han, well, Han Solo is perfect, but Harrison Ford, <laughs> how perfect he he is casting in this movie. Because mm-hmm. like, if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff of. A New Hope, like, they had so many different actors, like, you know, uh, try out for this role, including Kurt Russell, yep. which I, that would be weird seeing Kurt Russell as Han Solo. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I would could handle that. But what's funny is that Harrison Ford was the line giver to these actors. And it, it's funny because, you know, they weren't, George, George Lucas wasn't getting the right actor for that role. And he was like, Harrison, why don't you try out for this role? Yeah. And that's how he eventually got the job. Mm. It, it just, he wasn't the right, per, he wasn't the original person that George Lucas wanted. But yet, I can't imagine anybody else playing Han Solo. He is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we'll, we'll see how my thoughts about him change throughout the tri- uh, trilogy. But <laughs> in this film, I really like him. He's like he's like my favorite, and he goes through I think the most character development in this movie. You know, from being this character who's like a loner and someone who you know is all about himself, 
to eventually being someone who cares about the rebellion and cares about others and does the right thing. I, I just like that character development in this movie mm-hmm. about him. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And just, uh, let me see. I, I, I did have something else here that I wanted. Oh, yeah, I do like the, the pace of this movie. Like, this movie definitely has a pace of intensity. Like, it's a very fast-moving movie. Uh, I can say movie enough, mm-hmm. but it just it, it just works. Like you're, there's not a moment where you're really dull, like where you're thinking, "Oh, why can't they just cut this moment?" No, that actually moves along pretty good at a pretty good clip. So you're you're invested throughout the movie. So I I do like that. You know, it keeps moving and stuff. You know, it's a it's it makes it intense like that. It make it keeps your attention. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. And one last thing, you know, I I just I like some of the designs in this film of uh, the production designs, like especially the cantina scene. Mm-hmm. It, it's just first off, it's so iconic. Yeah, you know, but just the character designs they have, especially given just they weren't given a whole lot of money to do a whole lot of stuff. So what they do, I think it, it looks great. The different creatures they have. Not just that, but like the Death Star look, like with the Stormtrooper outfits, which look amazing, to the lightsaber, which is the coolest weapon in movie history. <laughs> yes, there, who who watching this movie when they were eight years old didn't want a lightsaber? I want a lightsaber right now. Same here. Yeah, like you could do so much with a lightsaber. Yep, I probably cut my own hand off, but I would do so much with it. True, but yeah, just a lot of cool designs and cool ideas. Which is what I can credit George Lucas about. He has a very creative mind. He definitely has great ideas for production value of setting up a world mm-hmm. of just unique characters. Give this and... guy this kind of ear. Give that guy that kind of eye. Give him that hand <laughs> with it. Give him that kind of a, like a big nose and make him sound like this. We're good. <laughs> and give him this weird name that yeah. I just thought of. Chewbacca. <laughs> exactly. It's called Chewbacca. <laughs> it's a big walrus seal bear looking thing. And he'll get three pages in a Star Wars encyclopedia about his history and everything. <laughs> Yes. That I just thought of in a dream. <laughs> uh, George Lucas, we love you. But it's yeah, it's just really cool stuff. I really, you know, just like the design of this movie. I mm-hmm. just think it works really well. So yeah, um, I have three more highs. Uh, you've talked on a couple of some already written down. I would agree. Um, actually, I guess I can talk about those two things. Then, uh, yeah. Forget that, you've talked about that. Um, first one is this idea of the Force. Um, yeah. Such a great idea. Um, it's, it's a very spiritual in nature, very um, Buddhist, very uh, um, Buddhist, Hinduist in And a, way. a little bit of Christianity in there yeah, too. Yeah, there's a little bit so in with the chosen li- one that yeah. we're going to find out in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just... The idea of force, the force powers, which has come with the lightsaber, the idea they can move st- and change someone's view of you in the mind to trick someone, like Obi-Wan did, to um, use the force to help you with your lightsaber ability. Or just like you, use the force to shoot that two meter thing, uh, the hole, and to get it in there. Like he used the force. And of course, we haven't expanded on it a ton like we will in the next movie. Yeah. Um, and what is the force? How can you use the force? Mm-hmm. But the idea of the force, which has become like the culture now too, um, the idea of moving stuff with your mind or like going to a like one of those open wide doors that if you just just walk through, you know, if you stand like 
this close to it, yeah. the door opens. Mm-hmm. But like standing right there, then you just do this, and like, mm-hmm. you know, and then they separate. Like who well, boy well, doesn't do that after watching Star well, Wars? You should know that the people listening to this don't know what you're talking about. Like what he's talking about is standing <laughs> really close to the door, and then like standing far away. Yeah, that that's what he's trying to get at. In case if you can't see what he's doing. <laughs> uh, that's just it's such a I think it's a cool idea, um, and it's become a cultural phenomenon. Oh yeah, like who doesn't want to have force powers? Force powers, yeah, yeah, it's become a thing. Who doesn't want to, you know, say these aren't the droids you're looking for? Yeah, someone say it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone wants that, mm-hmm. so that's just cool. Um, Darth Vader. Oh, we haven't said him yet. We haven't yet. But he gets introduced here. Um, Darth Vader is my favorite Star Wars character of all time. Um, I will um, even argue he's one of the best villains of all time. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, and he, he's only has, what, 14 minutes of screen time in this movie? If 10 that, minutes? Yeah. Um, and he's definitely not, like, the focus, the evil part on this movie's, like, him, synonymous with the Empire and the Death Star. Yeah. Um, he's not, like, a source of what we must defeat yet. Um, and they don't defeat him at the end, so... Uh, it was about exploring the Death Star in this movie. But, uh, the look. That man's voice. James coming, Earl coming Jones. Coming out of that body is just iconic. Perfect. No. No. Where which, are the plans to the rubber base? Which uh, I, I want to challenge people, because there is footage of the original actor, David Prowse, who does the, the body double of he's, Darth Vader. He's the body of Darth Vader. Yes. And he has a very thick Scottish accent, and it is hilarious hearing that come out of I want these guys Darth alive! Because <laughs> George Lucas didn't tell him that he was going to overdub his voice with James Earl Jones. With so a black he, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's even more rough. Yeah. So he, he did all the dialogue in the movie, so just watch it on YouTube. It's hilarious. Yeah. But, yeah, James Earl Jones, iconic. Could not have anybody better. It's iconic. Um, yeah. He's... The, the voice of Vader maybe is more iconic than with synonymous with the suit and the body. And it's it's just, it's great. Yeah, um, can't go wrong with it. It's great in every movie. Um, my last high is the Falcon. Okay. I, yeah. I think it's, uh, this is the this little pizza-like weird-shaped flying saucer that we get to spend time in. is a, um, it, It's funny, like... That sometimes in future installments it's not gonna obey or listen at all. But um, I enjoy just that group and that Falcon and that cockpit and like the CGI and, uh, and the just the effects of that uh, fighting against the Tie Fighters. Mm-hmm. Like somehow that still looks believable to a certain extent. Like uh, when they're shooting, yeah. And uh, they're in there with those things flying around, like, so maneuverably. Like, mm. I can believe that they're actually trying to hit something there, you know? Well, well, what's interesting about that is what George Lucas did when filming that was, like, he studied old footage of World War II dogfighting. Mm. And he basically copied that for the Death Star trench fight. So I think that's why it kind of, I think why it still holds up and why it's still as realistic as it is. Yeah. It's because he based it off of something real, mm-hmm. which I think just adds to the grittiness of that fight, which mm-hmm. is awesome, what you're just saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all the strengths I have, but they are powerful 
strengths. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Full of the force. One with the force. Yeah. Like, like, there's some strengths that are good, but these are, like, amazing. Yeah. Amazing strengths. Mm -hmm. You don't have a franchise that has, what, nine other movies in it, 11 other movies in it, if this movie does not have great strengths. Because it was in 1977, and this started... This started a franchise. Mm -hmm. We even talked about this started a franchise. Oh. This started the MCU. The, it started everything. It it started the term blockbuster. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had successful movies before them, but then you had Star Wars that mm -hmm. became a mega phenomenon. Because mm -hmm. this movie grows $700 million in 1977. It seems like an okay movie in today's standards. Yeah. But that was over $3 billion adjusted for inflation. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of money. There's pictures of, like, the man, the Chinese theater in California where there's just massive lines of people waiting to see this movie. Yeah. It became big, so, so big that, like, the because... Well, I can go all day talking about how this, you know, was so big and everything, but it's so big that the toy production company, Kessler, I think that's what their name mm -hmm. is, they didn't make enough action figures because they didn't think, oh, who's going to want toys from this movie? Mm -hmm. It was so bad that they got sold out mm -hmm. because for Christmas that they had to send people an IOU Buy a cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, they just, nobody expected this movie to be massive, and it was. And so, you really have the, the franchise start in 1977 with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's super important to where we are today with the MCU, with mm -hmm. just all these other franchises. You know, that franchise mentality really started with Star Wars. Yeah. It's important to movie, I would argue, you know. Yeah. Um, so, that's all I have. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> But unfortunately, not every movie is perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect movie, because mm -hmm. there are some negatives. Why don't you say, uh, uh, we probably have like the two same negatives, but I know you have some petty things uh, that you put on weaknesses well, that I don't you, put on here You on consider them petty. <laughs> uh, okay, so for those of you who may not be aware, the movie that you're watching right now... Several additions Hope, to it. Yes. It's not the same movie that came out in 1977. Mm -hmm. It is, but it isn't. Yes. Because George Lucas, even back in 1978, I think, started making changes to this movie, mm. was calling it A New Hope, Episode 4, all mm. that. But he would go back to the various different editions, like releases of Star Wars on media, whether it's VHS or DVD, mm. and he would alter certain things. He would add things to it detract some things to it that he felt were necessary. Mm -hmm. He had still had canon responsibility at that time, which now he does not. It's owned by Disney. Oh, at that all time, all of is, it now, officially. Yes. At the time, he is allowed, so it's not like outside of his... He is the no, owner at the time. No, he changed I, Star I'm not, Wars. I'm not arguing that. Like, mm -hmm. he, you know, if you can do what you want, it just... It, they just don't work. Mm -hmm. And, you, I mean, look, there's YouTube videos about it. I'm not going to go in depth because there are a lot of changes in, in all three of the original trilogy films. Mm -hmm. And most of them in A New Hope are... I, I think that some of the effects look kind of obvious that they don't look that good. You can tell that the, that doesn't look like that came in 1977. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it does, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> yeah. But it's... But most of them, you know, are like, uh, it doesn't look good, but it's fine. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't affect the story or anything. It's, yep. They're fine. Except for two. Okay. Except for two that I really don't like. One is the most famous special edition change that's horrible. Zach has it here. Yep. I have it. Han, Han shot, shot first. first. 
You hear me, George Lucas? You had Han shooting first in the original. It is true. Oh, it's I'm so mad. <laughs> so so what he does is what what the scene with Han and Greedo, and you know Greedo is you know gonna take him to Jabba, and you know Han's like, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't gonna happen, my dead bro. Body. Exactly. And he blasts him away in the original uh, cup without him ever shooting. Yep. Greedo never shoots. Exactly. As I meant to say, Greedo does not shoot. Han does under the table, but Greedo never fires Mm -hmm. because Han's too quick. You know, it kind of reminds you of a Western kind of like that. Yep. But in uh, every single change, Greedo and Han shoot. You know, Greedo misses, which doesn't make sense because it's point blank range. (laughs) And Han shoots him, you know. And it looks bad because they do the effect of Han like dodging the the blaster bullets. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look good at all. It looks the best in the newest Blu-ray edition because they kind of go on the same time, so it goes really quick. But it's awful. Yeah, it's awful because it doesn't make sense and it changes the character arc of Han. I feel like mm-hmm. because Han, like I just got done mentioning, you know, he's this character that you know is all about himself, that asks questions first and all that but having him there you know you know dodging that bullets or blaster ball i should say and you know shooting greedo afterwards it changes his character it it just doesn't make sense you know george lucas has gone to say well i don't think people would be behind someone who would do something like that Mm. but at the same time that's the whole idea that's the whole idea of having a character like that it's about a character evolution Mm. And having that is kind of telling the audience, oh, he's always good. You know, he'll do the right thing. You know, it's, it leaves no suspense for at the end of the film when he comes back and, you know, shoots, you know, the TIE fighter and saves helps Luke save the day, you know. And so I just feel like that that changes that dynamic. And I just, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. And the second scene that I just don't, I, I know this was originally filmed and Java? everything. Yes. Okay. I don't like it. I I know Zach likes this, and I mean I I it, agree, but it's in there. I yeah. hate Han more. Han shot first is bigger issue. Yeah, th- that's why I mentioned that first. Mm-hmm. But this one I kind of don't. I really don't like either, because it takes away the suspense of Jabba. You know, you have uh, Jabba. You know, in the in the in the film, like he's mentioned once. You know, with Greedo, mm-hmm. and you wonder who is this Jabba character. You know, uh, another mystery, you know, that they set up, which they eventually will find mm-hmm. out in episode six and all that. But I just don't like seeing him here because, A, he looks bad. And, B, like, they originally filmed that with a human. You know, they they didn't they were going to have a puppet, but the puppet didn't look good. So they went with the human. And there's this one scene where Han, like, goes around the, hu- you know, the human to go to the other side. But with Jabba there as a CGI creature, you know, he has to go over him. So he goes over the tail and that that scene just looks bad. Mm -hmm. I think it cuts the pacing too. Like, you know, the movie just kind of stalls for that one scene. Yes. You see the Falcon early, you know, it kind of diminishes the big reveal when Obi-Wan and Luke go and they see the Falcon for the first time. We kind of already see the Falcon, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. make it as important. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like it just, you know, and also, you know, Boba Fett's in that scene, which I don't like him in there. I want him to be in episode five where we first get introduced to him and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it makes no, it, it, it's stupid to me. Again, the scene is there, it's canon. I have, you know, I have to accept it, obviously, but it yeah. doesn't mean I have to like it. So I, I do not like those two additions. 
the rest of them, you know, I can live with, but those two I absolutely hate. So, yeah. oh, oh, there's some negatives there, which I will talk about throughout the original trilogy because there are special edition changes there. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, those are a couple negatives right out the bat. Yeah. Um, my biggest weakness of the movie um, is I think this movie is technically, um, if you take away my weaknesses, anything for what the movie looks like, if you take it to 1977. Yeah. And if person from 1977 comes and we send them this new addition to it and we go back in 1977, make them watch it, they would say, oh, that's great. Except one or two things, which is one, Han shoots first. Yes. I have a t-shirt that says Han shoots first. Yeah. It's on, It's one of that square t-shirts with all the people um, on it and... It's, I mean, it's become like a cultural thing for George to have to hear over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, people wear it on their just big t-shirts. People wear it on, um, have it on Star Wars merchandise all over the place to remind him of his mistake. <laughs> um, but fans can be cruel. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my biggest problem is um, um, it, it doesn't feel like natural. Like, the possibility of both those guys firing at the same time, and one missing while one kills the other. At point blank range, mind you. Um, And just, if you actually look and you see where the uh, shot goes, it like hits the wall, and then it like bounces. But like it disappears after it bounces. Mm -hmm. But there's no like scarf mark or anything. It's It's just terrible. It's it's like he wasn't even aiming. It's like he was looking at him and had his gun to the side and just shot it. It looks bad. What? <laughs> um, so, I mean, he already said everything I would agree with. Um, my only other pitfall is uh, how the fights look. Especially Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader. Yeah, choreography speaking. Yeah. Um, there's one cut where I, I enjoy it. Um, there's one cut where... It's not a scene that's supposed to be fight to fight, but a scene of where they're talking while they're doing it. Yeah. And that's okay. But when you just have these old geezers poking these sticks at each other mm-hmm. until you go into a new hallway, like, and just a couple other shots. Yeah. Yeah, that was a negative I had, too. Low budget. But I think the emotion is in the fights. Yeah. Because this is the master seeing, you know, the apprentice for the first time, you know, since... Mm-hmm since like years you know mm-hmm. we're not we're not told you know in this movie how long it's been but yeah. we assume it's been a long time take taking the outside of you know the other movies and everything mm-hmm. like you feel that emotion in there which i think i mean i'm not gonna say it makes up for the bad choreography i mean it's bad mm-hmm. you know there's no question about it but i think the emotion is there which is what makes it watchable to me mm-hmm. it's still effective mm-hmm. you can say a couple more oh um, done all right uh, in addition to the, well, I, I did have the fight as a negative and the special edition changes. I have a few more that, you know, I just, you know, kind of notice. Uh, Zach got done mentioning about Mark Hamill, you know, or not, not Mark Hamill, but Luke Skywalker as a character. Mm-hmm. And I do like Luke Skywalker's character. Just not a huge fan of Mark Hamill's performance in this movie. Really? I mean... And he's probably my weakest performance in in the movie. Mm. I I mean, I I I'm not saying through the entire trilogy, 
I'm just saying for for this film, like he, it, it kind of comes off as you know, like like you mentioned, whiny and complaining and that kind of stuff. And I mean, his his character does get better, you know, and he he does get better throughout the other films. But just just in this one, is it's not a great performance. I mean, so I, I feel like that that's kind of a little little bit weak, you know, compared to you know some of the other performances in the movie. Even though I do like the character, I do like the character, like you mentioned, you know, all that. I'm just saying the performance mm. is something that, you know, could have been a little bit better, you know. But, you know, that's that, that's, that, that's, that, that's just me. That's you, because yep. I won't agree with it, but I respect that you think that. Yep. Yep. So. So that that that's the you know a, a weakness you know not mm-hmm. not not a huge. Where one, do you think is his best scene in the movie? His best. His the, best the, part of when him, he's being a brat. Ugh, I I don't know if there's a a best. I mean, like when he's acting like a brat. When so, he's acting like yeah. I I don't know if there there's really a good scene because I think there he, was a couple good scenes where like, like, I, I don't know, just subtle hints that he is out of comfort where where he is. Like, when he's exploring, like, the Falcon, where Han, and he's like, oh, that's a red button, and he just goes, uh, kind of reaching for it, he's like, get back, kid. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> I, I will give you this, I like when he says, what a piece of junk, oh, when okay. he sees the Falcon for the first time. What a uh, piece of junk! Yeah, I, I, I do like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have, you know, his moments, I'm not saying he's awful, like, like his performance is bad and mm-hmm. anything, I'm just saying it, it's weak, mm-hmm. and, you know, could could have room to be better, you know? Well, I do like the character in general. Yeah. And I like what they do, you know, just to preview my thoughts of the original trilogy, I like what they do with this character in the original trilogy. And I do think he gets better. Yeah. I'm just saying in this film starting out, okay. he's not super impressive. Okay. You know, like he didn't blow me away like Harrison Ford blows me away mm-hmm. with Han or Leia, you know, Carrie Fisher impressed me with Leia or Al Guinness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is kind of a weakness. And also, like, the fact of Vader, you know, we talked about Vader. Vader's great. I do like him in this movie. I just don't like how they use him. I mean, I, I mean, I do like, you know, like, like that one scene of, you know, him and that officer, you know, him choking the officer, like, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of, like, hints of his awesome proudness, you know, and the scene, like, where he gets introduced and stuff, and he's choking, you know, Captain Antilles and yep. stuff. I do like that. But he's not given a chance to really get explored because Tarkin is really kind of the main villain of this movie. Mm-hmm. He Vader yeah. is like his lapdog. You know, yes. even Leia mentions that in this movie. You're his like, lapdog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I just, I, I really like Darth Vader in this movie, and I really wish they had used him more than just being a lapdog. Granted, being... you didn't know he's going to be that popular when you first have them in 1977. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. true. But again, that that's just these are kind of nitpicks, okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, let's, You're uh, let's just Star Wars. Let, uh, let's just be honest, okay? <laughs> but I, like I said, I just wish that they had done a little bit more with him than just kind of what they do. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, their teases and stuff, and I feel like we'll talk more about Darth Vader in depth in the other films. Yes, but, will. but just for this one, like you know, they they could have done more. I guess mm-hmm. you know instead of him having be Tarkin's lapdog, that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. It makes him a little less cool in my eyes. Mm. Him, you know, having a master, master that controls him, you know, makes him a little bit less cool than what he could be. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's all I'm saying. Mm. 
Well, and you would definitely get that in the new, in the five and six when he is more independent away yeah. from Sidious. Like I said, yeah, that that's why I was saying, you know, we're going to talk more about that in depth later. Yeah. But for this film, mm-hmm. that's that's a complaint I have or a negative. Mm-hmm. And one last one that, you know, I, I kind of notice. I I give a praise about the, the pace, and I still agree. I, I do like the fast pace of this movie and how, you know, I think it works well. But I think the pace kind of is a negative at the same time mm. because it doesn't really leave you room for much emotional reaction. You know, Luke's uh, uncle and aunt die. Mm-hmm. And, and a great, powerful scene. You know, a great movie scene. Love the score and how it looks and everything. Yeah. But he's not really given a whole chance to really react to it. He's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to go with you, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go. You know, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. You know, I would think he would have more of a reaction to their death than just how he is. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because of the pacing. Like, okay, we need to move on. We can't have time for him to react to his death, you know? Yeah. And, like, when Obi-Wan dies, like, you know, that should be another big moment where, you know, he, he's changed from that. I mean, we do get a little bit, more more so than, you know, the aunt and uncle dying. But even then, like, we're not given a whole lot of time to react, you know? It's just kind of like, oh, hey, we need to move on to the next big action scene, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, like I said, the pacing is good, but yet it does, you know, it, it does kind of make you feel a little less emotional for scenes where I feel like you know, are big emotional moments for characters, but we're not given a chance to really react because the movie's just going at a hundred miles per hour kind of pace. The biggest yeah. example of that I can see is when they exp- split it down to him. Yeah. Not down oh, to yeah, Yep, that's another example. Is it down to him? Uh, no, uh, Alderaan. Alderaan. Yeah, yeah, yeah Le- Leia's home world. Yeah. Yeah, she, they don't really react to that at all. Yeah. Like, you would think Leia would be distraught by that. <laughs> the unsung hero of the prequel trilogy. We'll talk about him. <laughs> or, or Zach will, uh, and very much in depth. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions or any uh, just I don't know, I don't call them nitpicks or just things left unmentioned or good questions? Because I have one good question, but yeah, I, I have a couple. few. I have a few questions. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go with a couple. Um, well, okay, so. Obi Wan sacrifices himself. Yeah. You know, uh, at the you know at the end of the Darth Vader fight. You know, I don't really understand why he did that. Like I understand from a production value, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes stuff why he did it, because it was either George Lucas or Alec Guinness was kind of thinking, hey, my character doesn't really do much at the end of this movie. <laughs> I just stand around and do nothing, because uh-huh. Obi Wan didn't die in the original script, but mm-hmm. that was changed during filming. You know, and he dies. So it just it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why he decides to sacrifice himself. It seems kind of pointless to me. So I mean, I mean, and I know they have the scene of like you know if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. But even then, I I still don't get it. <laughs> it still just doesn't make sense to me. Like it'd be one thing if you know Darth Vader got him and you know he was dying. That'd be one thing. But he just is like, okay, I'm ready to die. I, I, I just don't really get it. You know, that that's just kind of a question that hmm. I have. You know, why did Obi-Wan sacrifice himself? Don't think too deep into it. I, hey, you asked if I had questions. And, and my difficult thing is I'm trying not to ask questions that are answered in other films. Yeah. 
Because, like, I could have asked the question of, like, why did the Empire build a Death Star that has a hole perfectly designed to put two blaster bolts in it? But? Rogue One answers it. Yes. So that's why I didn't ask that question. <laughs> we it, got a two-hour movie to answer I, that uh, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Disney, uh, I'll, I'll give you props for that one. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just trying to ask questions that the movie, I feel like, doesn't really mm-hmm. answer that well. Valid. And another one that I'm kind of interested about is like what does you know uh, uncle owen mentions you know when luke leaves you know he's talking with aunt brew and aunt brew mentions he has too much of his father in him and he says that's what i'm afraid of like i don't understand what he's getting at by that because okay i'm not i'm gonna try to put too much uh prequel (laughs) knowledge into this 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 one's a tough one but I i don't know like what exactly he means by that that the does he mean like he's adventurous or or what? I I just I don't I don't really understand like what he's getting at with that question. E- even with you know the you know with the trilogy and stuff, you know. I but I just that, take it with the trilogy. I know who his father is. Obviously, if you watch this movie for the first time, and you don't watch it. Um, and to me, it's just curious. What did his father do? Yeah. That they're concerned which, about. Which, again, I do praise that, too, for, you know, setting up, you know, mm-hmm. his father and stuff. But, I, you know, it just kind of, I don't know, it's just something that I was kind of curious about. My question about. is, how would he know what his father did? Yeah, that's the, uh, that's another valid question. I, that's one that was popping through my head. You I could only answer that by either he found out somewhere or that Obi-Wan tells him when he drops off Luke. Yeah. Or they assume something's bad happening in his anime. Which, which they, they don't really answer throughout the entire saga, like how yeah. he knows. Because we're not going to get too much in depth about the prequels and stuff. We'll, 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 we'll save that for another day. Yes. But, which, which we will get to them. Don't worry. Yep. Padme, you're coming. <laughs> no, Nally Portman twice. That's, <laughs> that, that's great. Oh no, three times. <laughs> But, you know, I I guess that's just, I guess that feels more like a question that I have, you know, with the taking the prequels into consideration and stuff. But I will, so, so uh, my bad on that question. Mm. But I do have one that is with the movie that's, as one, you know, it's not super serious, but at the same time, it is a question. In the medal ceremony, why doesn't Chewie get a medal? You are one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, che- Chewie is great. I mean, I-, I love Chewie. He's a great character. Yeah. He deserves a medal. Mm-hmm. Give the guy a medal. <laughs> Luke gets a medal. Han gets a medal. I wouldn't be surprised if R2 got a medal. But <laughs> Chewie does not get a medal. Why? Why George Lucas? Maybe there's now a reason why J.J. didn't have Leia hug Chewie in 7, but hugged Ray when she has no idea why. Maybe that's like an answer. <laughs> she actually is a little, maybe a little like animal racist he, or something. He's resented all these years that Leia never gave him a medal. Yeah, it's like, hey, I ain't hugging you. She didn't hug him in seven. You know? Do you know about that? Like, she I, just hugs Ray. Getting, she hugs Ray getting off the plane, getting off the spaceship. She has no idea who this person is. It's just someone walking off a spaceship, and she assumes, and we're supposed to assume that's Ray. But Leia's had no connection to Rey so far in the movie. And Chewie's right there. This is right after the death of Han Solo. Spoiler. And she <laughs> tugs a complete stranger over Chewie. So I mean, maybe she's a little bit, you know, 
uh, racist or, you know, animal racist of some kind. I don't know. I, I, I never thought about that before, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, thanks for that thought, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, the more you know. Yeah, the more I know, I guess. What questions do you, uh, what, do you have, one, like, what yeah, questions do you have? I have one question, and okay. I have a, a good fun question at the end um, okay. that we'll enjoy talking about. Uh, 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 yeah. This is more of a question for you and for people that uh, kind of do have your view when it comes to more harsh on the special editions. But the question is, is there going to be a point where you will forgive the special editions and just let them be? And accept them as canon, and just be fine with it. Well, I, I think there's there's a differentiation between forgive and accept. Mm. Like I, I accept that this is canon. Like I accept that these are the This is what Lucas wanted his vision, even though it isn't really his vision that he started out with in 1977, but this is old man Lucas's vision of <laughs> of Star Wars. Uh, Mr. I have kids now, and hmm, I just I, I, I just think that Han shooting first is a little too violent. I, I, I need to change this. CGI. Ooh. Yeah. So, it, and, you know, it, it goes more beyond the fact that, you know, the the fact that they're stupid not, not just well yeah they are kind of stupid but they look bad but it's the fact of the fans you know like like the fans outcried you know back in 1997 when he made these changes and yes he did fix some of the changes like i was just thinking about the one scene where leia and luke are you know they're, they're at the divider you know where you know there's the bridge you know they cross over the bridge they swing over you mm -hmm. know the classic scene when leia shoots the blaster it sounds like a shotgun, a, a literal shotgun. Look it up on YouTube. It, exactly. It, it, it's hilarious. But he does fix that in later edition changes. So there's mm -hmm. some changes he fixes, but there's other ones that, you know, like Han shot first. You know, that is a big outcry yeah. of the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't fix those mm -hmm. at all. Like, he keeps them in there. Mm -hmm. So it, it goes kind of back to, like, he really doesn't, listen to the fans really you know he, he kind of i mean again he has the right to do it it's his movie you know he he, he made star wars all of that you know what i'm saying but at the same time you know you need to be someone who listens to your fans too because your fans are the reason why you stay in business they're the reason why you're as successful as you are so i think you need to have a good healthy balance of doing your thing but yet also listening to the fan base too i know it's difficult but it has benefit for both parties. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the special edition changes that it's more on Lucas, you know, just kind of second-guessing his vision a little bit. more, You know, instead of just kind of, you know, accepting from his part of that's, that's how it was then and because of technology and stuff, he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. It almost kind of goes back to the idea... You know, uh, to bring another franchise into a Jurassic Park, mm. when, when Jeff Goldblum says the iconic classic line, just be, you know, they, they worried so much about if they could do something that they didn't think of if they should yeah. do something. And that's how I think about the special edition changes. Just because you can do it, you have the right to do it, doesn't mean that you it's should do it. You should do it, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, well, will I get to the point where I will 
forgive George Lucas about it. I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm kind of upset with some of the addition changes and kind of lose a little bit of respect for him for not sticking with his guns on. Uh, well, he does stick with the guns on his special edition changes, but like sticking with his original vision. Yeah. So I don't know if I can quite forgive him for that. But I mean, you know, like I'm. If I met George Lucas, I would be so grateful, and I would, you know, want his autograph, you know, his <laughs> you would, picture. Like, hate on him for the special edition changes. Those are people I think go a little too far. Um, yeah. If I can make a statement, like, don't hate on the guy because it is his creation. Yeah. Get a signature, get a photo, then walk away. Yeah, exactly. He created Star Wars. He he created all of this. So I think we should be grateful for him. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I hate the guy. I just kind of second guess, you know, his. You know, his thought process a little bit mm. with that. Which is exactly what I kind of feel about the Disney. S- 7, 8, and 9. Hopefully 9 is good. But 7 yeah. and 8 trilogy so far. As to... Them and pretty much what you said about Lucas. Like, I accept some things, but I just don't like certain things that they do. It's... I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no movie's perfect, no movie yeah. franchise is perfect. Nope, and, and Star Wars is who, certainly not perfect. Who says they have to listen to me, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some people I know who have very different views on Star Wars. And yeah. Stuff. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have different views. <laughs> I mean, you can, but we'll, we'll question your, your sanity if you... Who likes episode one <laughs> above I, any other I, I, star I, I wars i wasn't movie. going to go there but okay i guess if we're going there yeah but, well, yeah i don't know how that slipped through the radar but <laughs> uh, yeah when we get to episode one, oh yeah <laughs> okay my uh my last question um how how and why how, why maybe why is the best way to ask this why is this movie A, good, so good, and why is this the movie that created the fran- like franchise and the market of a blockbuster? Why is that this movie? I'm going to... I love this question. <laughs> I'm going to say two points on this. The first is that I've heard that this is a movie that was saved in editing. Mm-hmm. Because, like I mentioned earlier, like, this movie went through so many crazy production things, you know. He wasn't given a big budget to mm-hmm. make this movie. You know, everything was going wrong on the set. You know, like, the the set where they, you know, the place where they went to film the Tatooine stuff. You yeah. know, they, it was horrible down there. And they, you know, they had a certain date to finish the movie. They were going over production and everything. Like, it was a mess. You know, like I said, anything that could go wrong basically did go wrong in this Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was a miracle that they got the stuff filmed. But Marsha Lucas, who is his, who was his wife, you know, they're divorced now. Yeah. She has a, you know, editing credit on there. She was able to help him, you know, edit this movie together to make it cohesive. And I think, you know, that, that very much shows, you know, because the movie's edited really well. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie won an Oscar for editing, if I remember correctly, back mm-hmm. in the 70s. So, so I think it's just the fact that, you know, they were able to rescue this movie that, you know, not really many people believed in, which I love telling this, you know, when George Lucas was forming the deal where he would make Star Wars with 20th Century Fox, he asked to have full control over the sequels and 
all merchandising rights. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, they said okay because A, they didn't believe the Dog movie was going to fail. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And B, the only real franchise that did anything like that was Planet of the Apes back mm-hmm. in the 60s. So they're like, okay, yeah, this ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they shot themselves in the foot with that. <laughs> Because George Lucas had complete creative control over the sequels, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he made a ton of money through the merchandising. Mm -hmm. So, 20th Century Fox, you done screwed up there. But uh, it it just kind of shows also just the creativity of George as well. Because like I mentioned, you know, he does great setting up a universe. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the universe is just so set up, you know, with these characters you want to explore with... You know, the idea of just this whole galaxy far, far away, you know, it's just it was just a cool idea. Because look at the 1970s, you know, it was a very dark time back <laughs> then. You know, the whole Nixon, you know, Watergate yep. scandal put America in dark depression with, you know, the oil crisis. Not trusting government because of Nixon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Having, you know, a nice sense of, you know, who's good, who's bad which you see in a lot of political thrillers in the 70s, a lot of dark cinema. Mm-hmm. This was the one of the first movies, you know, Ro- Rocky really started it, but it was Star Wars that really implemented the idea of just having a clear good guy and a clear bad guy, yeah. and having an upbeat attitude. Because mm. you know who's evil. You know, the Empire is the clear evil, mm-hmm. and the good guys are the rebellion, you mm-hmm. know, with Luke and Han and all of them. And I think people wanted to feel good again. They, they were ready to feel good in the movies. And I think people just drove to that because Star Wars is a feel-good movie. Yeah. Like, if you don't walk out of Star Wars without a smile on your face, this movie in particular, yeah. there's something wrong with you, I feel like. And so I think that's what that's what drove people to want to see this movie. You know, mm-hmm. good word of mouth and just all the different aspects that we've talked about that makes this movie so great mm-hmm. and that's why it became so successful why it grossed in today's money three billion dollars why it started the star wars franchise and why it started franchises in general it, it became a cultural phenomenon and i think that's something that we cannot forget mm. like we would i will argue that we would not have the mcu we wouldn't have all these other great franchises because in my room i have a whole bunch of franchise movies uh in my collection yeah you know we wouldn't have any of those if we didn't have star wars we, we wouldn't have the blockbuster movie yeah. that we do today mm-hmm. and that's something that i think we should take into consideration so i think that's those are reasons why i think star wars became successful as it did it was lightning in a bottle came out at the right time mm-hmm. at the right place just everything lined up together just to make it work out as it did. Yeah. And I think we can all be grateful for that. Yeah. Rest my case. Yeah. Drop mic. Um, I would add, agree with everything, but another reason why I think this movie has surpassed time and the different versions of it um, and the prequels and has been through the Disneys and has been through... Um, George's Ringer, and um, now going into the future. Um, I know that my dad did not watch this movie in theaters, but because of the hype, he eventually saw it and then watched Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. in theaters. Yeah. Then he watched Return in theaters. Mm-hmm. By the time the 90s were in, he was already, they already had me, so he was a little bit more busier then. Right. Um, I understand. And he had served in uh, 
Desert Storm. So mm-hmm. he had different things to be worrying about. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know, just the idea of this franchise, um, I, I don't want to know if it's, a, it's the Skywalker saga somehow creates this idea between families and generations. But mm-hmm. the idea that, like, there are, like, grandparents who are a little bit, obviously, maybe not very conservative, but are conservative yet are open to movies, because mm-hmm. some of my grandparents weren't. Um, but, like, I can say, if I have kids and they're still Star Wars movies, my parents have seen Star Wars. My mm-hmm. Their grandpa would have seen Empire Strikes Back in theaters. Yeah, Their dad would have seen Episode 7 in theaters. Mm-hmm. And now they get to see Episode 14 in theaters. Yeah, So, like... It's I don't know. It's, it's a multi generational so thing. It's just really awesome to think about it that way, mm-hmm. um, and that you can share with it. You can just talk about it with like your mom and dad, yeah. with your grandpa, exactly. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just something that really makes it valuable to me too. Because my parents got me into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was six, seven years old. Like they were, you know, I've been a Star Wars fan longer than you have. Yes big one and they were like you know you have to start watching these movies star wars you know they're great movies you know mm-hmm. they're amazing and everything and i remember just watching them and like yeah you're right these are awesome yeah and that's what fueled my love for star wars and what eventually gave me you know the feel to want to watch episode three in theaters really bad mm-hmm. which i'll talk more about that when we review episode three yeah. of the Sith. but it just you know, it just started my love for Star Wars. And I feel the same way you do. Like, I can talk with my parents about Star Wars, and they're... I mean, I, I mean they don't have the passion we do, obviously. Yeah. But they, you can have a good, decent conversation with them about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. Like, they're excited, to, you know, about the new movie, obviously. And I've seen all of Star Wars movies in theaters with them. You know, mm-hmm. they love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just cool to have that multi-generational aspect of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, people have their memories of Star Wars. Like, our parents' generation have their memories of when they saw Star Wars as a kid. Yeah. The generation before us, you know, remembers the prequels yeah, coming prequel out. prequel generation, yeah. And I'm sort of part in that, too, because I grew up with the prequel generation with Episode Three. you know, hype for that and everything. <laughs> and now we're at the point where, you know, with the Disney films, obviously. Generation you know, After Us is now growing up. Yeah. On episode eight and seven and they're thinking these are the best things ever yeah and they will mm-hmm. and i know some friends who grew up with the prequel generation and they think they're the best um yeah so I, and, and it just kind of you know goes back to like hey you know you grew up with that you know mm-hmm. trilogy so you may prefer that over the others mm-hmm. i mean you know nothing wrong with that you know very understandable mm-hmm. you know so i just i think it's just kind of cool unlike some franchises you know like the fast and the furious franchise if if you didn't grow up in the 21st century, you wouldn't like Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just be honest. <laughs> and they're they're junk movies anyway. Yeah. But uh, Star Wars is multi generational, and I think that's something that is quite appealing to to the fan base in yeah. general. Which well, and you have a good episode point. nine's trailer, like profits from that. Like yeah. the legend is ending. The you nostalgia. Know? The story yeah. from 1977 is about to end. Mm-hmm. The end of the Skywalker since. The episode one and how many years ago was that when that actually started in uh, Star Wars timeline? Yeah. Till now. Like, mm-hmm. it's about to end. Yeah. And they, yeah, that nostalgia, that legend, that part of wanting to be a kid. And um, this movie just has, like, the the friend that we both know that I have that just isn't a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And I probably have more, but he's one that's more vocal on it. Like, 
Um, I mean, I understand. They're just not something he seems like he would be interested in. Yeah. But I don't know. I remember how I got open to this. I was at a friend's house and he put in like episode two or three or something. And I was already pretty older. But and I, um, my background is I hardly ever got to watch movies in theaters until a certain age. Mm. Um, yeah, we're quite different in that. So <laughs> I was like, oh, this is really awesome. I'd heard about them, but I hadn't watched any. Then I watched, you know, one yeah. through three. Then mm-hmm. got my hands on the pre uh, the originals. Then I watched them from that way. Then back. Then I've just been on the ride ever since. Mm. And I do also enjoy that too. Is that each person with this uh, generational thing does like Star Wars differently? Like I would say, because the first things I watched in Star Wars are the prequels. Mm-hmm. I'm not naturally more hating towards them. There are some really tough things as I get older and I start talking to girls and women i really feel like they really did not do well at all but when i was a seven you know Mm -hmm. when i was a 12 year old boy i didn't care about that i thought you know yeah the scene with just them fighting in episode two with all the jedi was like oh this is awesome yeah but jedi in action it's it's not uh, it's not a material Mm -hmm. if after so many years but yeah then you can have like people that were born in the 90s went to go see episode one in theaters and yeah. maybe they were disappointed but they still went to every single prequel in theaters and they mm-hmm. love those yeah they love darth maul they love all these other ones and the our parents would like the other ones with darth vader and like ex- yeah. my dad experiencing the reveal that that was i am your father like mm-hmm. that can never to any other generation will not see that that way only the generation that went to that theater and watched it before three before two yeah. came out um so it's I don't know I I love that the the story the 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 rhyming with the music and the, yeah. the years and just the storytelling that mm-hmm. is more than George but he is the person that um, hired all these people he came up with the idea yeah. and uh, I mean uh, God gave us a blessing to be willing to short our freedom and passions that we enjoy yeah and um, our passion in him but he's given us community he's given us times where we can just hey let's just watch a movie as like bros and they created this franchise and and god blessed us with like something that Mm -hmm. he doesn't want us to use as an idol but something that is really just Mm -hmm. really awesome he wants people to use their talents with what they're given yeah and you know obviously george lucas has a talent Mm -hmm. for filmmaking and ideas and everything Mm -hmm. and so it's just cool to see how God, you know, blesses people with their creativity mm-hmm. and we can, you know, talk about it and express that, you know, the mm-hmm. he's gifted to other human beings to realize that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just kind of cool to, to, to have that, to have that, you know, uh, acknowledgement of talent when we see it mm-hmm. and just kind of talk about it. Well, and cause and there are some types of Christendom in these movies that in, uh, in some themes of Christianity and hope and a chosen one yeah. that, um, obviously he wasn't like saying, "Hey, now go to your Bible and start reading." Yeah, but that we can be like, "Okay, this is like the the story of hope, the story yeah. of like uh, defeating temptation, defeating mm-hmm. like that." Like that's not necessarily what he's pushing for you to go to the Bible yeah. and read. But I can on yeah. I can watch mm-hmm. episode five, him going to the temptation part. Yeah, and just be like, "This is his temptation trial time, where he yeah. has to choose: is he gonna live in the what's happened to his father?" And that's still the same consequence people today have to do. Mm-hmm. Are we going to go in the footprints of the parents behind us? Are we going to follow their path if they yeah. did wrongdoing? 
Mm-hmm. Um, or are we going to also choose to do good and possibly redeem them? And yeah. Continue, and I know. I just, mm-hmm. I love this. And I, I feel bad for my friend that does not watch them. Yeah. Um, I understand why he does not. It just seems like something he's not interested in. But to each his own. Yeah. But um, this is a... This is a reason why every episode makes a billion dollars pretty much now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Except Solo. <laughs> Which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to we'll that. T- we'll get to that one. Yeah. So, uh, Hunter, overall grade, uh, yeah. final statements. Okay. Well, well, embrace yourselves on this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, well, what else can I say more than what we've already said before? Yes. This movie is great. Mm-hmm. This movie started the idea of blockbuster it started the Star Wars franchise. There's a reason why we have so many movies, TV shows, merchandise, all that stuff associated with Star Wars. It was because this movie was the mega phenomenon. It wasn't, you know, just a fluke. You know, it actually was really good, and it still holds up. That's a testament to if a phenomenon lasts longer than what it is. Yep. Because I mean, if we ever get a chance, uh, I'll spo- I'll talk a little bit about Batman, the nineteen eighty nine film. If we ever talk about it, that movie was super hyped. Like you couldn't not see Batman in nineteen eighty nine, and then you know you had the serials, you had everything uh, marketed towards this movie, and then when it came out, you know people liked it. But now it kind of has a not-so-great reception now, Mm -hmm. which I'll get more of my thoughts on if we ever do a Batman review. But with Star Wars, it still holds up 40 years later. Mm. Special edition changes aside and this and that, you know, ties to the prequels, sequel trilogy, whatever. Mm -hmm. As as this film, it still holds up. The special effects, I think, are great. Mm -hmm. I really like the characters. May not be a huge fan of how Mark Hamill portrays performs Luke Skywalker, but I, I love the character. <laughs> I, I love the character, how you can relate to him, you know, his journey of, you know, being this boy who wants mm-hmm. to go on this adventure, but can't, mm-hmm. but gets this chance to explore this universe, you know, which is what we're experiencing, which I think is really cool. We're on the journey with him mm-hmm. and just all these characters that are cool and, you know, the the action sequences, which are so much fun. And the, it's, you know, the, the deep kind of philosophical stuff in there you know i mean obviously we'll we'll touch more about this on other star wars films mm-hmm. but they're there in this film you know you mm-hmm. see a little bit of christianity you see a little bit of buddhism you see a little bit of this and that that are mm-hmm. thrown in there with the force and other things that just really make this a little bit more than an action film although granted it still is for the most part but there is stuff in there that i think is really cool uh love the performances of people like I mentioned, you know, bantering, you know, Leia and Han and others. I mean, there, there's just some great moments. And, of course, the, the pacing is, is, is awesome. You know, it goes from start to finish pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ju- just, you know, the music being iconic as it is. It, it it just really was the right movie at the right time. And I I really love it. Which is crazy that I'm saying this because when I was younger... I will be honest, I didn't really care for this movie a whole lot. Mm. It really wasn't one of my favorites. I mean, I, I liked certain parts of it, but it wasn't a huge favorite of mine. But Which I'll really talk about next week about that. But, like, I, you know, I've grown to really love this film watching it. You know, I see it with, old, with an older pair of eyes. I really appreciate how George Lucas was starting this franchise, how he started this universe, mm-hmm. how much fun this film is. 
despite some, you know, technical issues, like with the lightsaber fight and others, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, this movie isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. But for what it did, for, for what it does now, I really like this movie. It is one, it is among the best Star Wars films. I don't know, I can't say for certain if this is my favorite Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. But it is up there. Because uh, currently, yeah, Episode Five is my favorite. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask me which one was my favorite, I would say Empire Strikes Back right now. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of open to the idea. Maybe it, maybe Episode Four, maybe A New Hope is. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk more about that when we do Empire Strikes Back next week. Yeah, and all that. I'll ev- evaluate that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But as is, this movie is great. I love it. It you have to see this movie. It it's just great. You know, you start with this movie if you've never watched Star Wars. This is the movie you go to. It explains everything just so well. It's uh it's awesome. It's it's what I want in a movie like this. It's it's great. So I give it a very strong recommend and I will give it an A plus. I think it is an A plus movie through and through. It is amazing. Love it. There's a reason why I'm a Star Wars fan. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely see this movie. It is among some of the best movies ever made. Yeah. It, it, it may not, you know, be like... Because, you, know, you know, there there's some of the best movies of all time, you know. Like, you know, I'm, you haven't seen any of these movies. But, like, Citizen Kane or mm-hmm. Casablanca, you know. There, there's others that, you know, might be better than this one, you know. But this one is just so so good mm. so definitely check this movie out strong recommend a plus yep. going all the way for it uh i think this movie is one of the greatest impacts in my life um when it comes to movies i've seen mm. um how this movie has set in motion things i can't take back mm. um like this movie uh isn't the I mean I originally started watching with the prequels but um, that's rough well, I'm it's sorry. just as a kid that was the thing that he would want to put in as my friend and I would watch it because yeah. I didn't know what it was so you um, have to have a conversation with your friend about that because I, 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 that's abuse right there I don't know where he is now. <laughs> so um, uh, but uh, I'm going to give my grade of if it's better than 5 after we do 5 yeah because um, I need to watch five again to yeah. make sure, but Same, um, yeah. if not one, it's gonna be two. Because um, this, I don't have this opinion against Luke Skywalker like that. Like I see myself as Luke. I know I'm a whiny brat that doesn't deserve to get a stinking medal. But <laughs> this journey that this guy goes through, um, which he's gonna go through even more of a journey. Yeah. Stuff he doesn't even know exists about him yet um, mm-hmm. in his history. And that he has this. And he actually has this. And he doesn't have this. Um, and he's the last. Uh, it's, um, I don't know. It's a really big part of my life. And I talk mm-hmm. about it way too much. But, um, of course, you can get me to shut up about this. It's not like this is like. Mm-hmm. the gospel or yeah. about something that is my call for life and who I am right. but this has helped me shape into like what my like how many people in this watch this movie in their day 
watch this movie and have created movies. Like, I can name tons of people, like Kevin Feige, yeah. J.J. Abrams, mm-hmm. um, I, people on YouTube, do YouTube channels because yeah. of Star Wars. Yep. Um, things themselves, video games would not be where they are without mm-hmm. this movie. Action movies Effects themselves. Effects wouldn't would be where they are without this movie. Um, and But this movie does have a couple issues because it is aging yeah. um, when it comes to action. And I do think there is a part of the movie where it does get really just like slow. Um, it kind of where it's the part of just like, I don't know. Like, Moss Eisley, when they're leaving Moss Eisley, like, I just want them to get to Princess Leia, and it's taking a long bit. Then while they're in there, in in the um, uh, Death Star, like, just shooting back and forth. And because none of them are accurate because of how the CGI is, like, it's an extra two minutes longer than what it should be because... I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's that's maybe just not even that's not even a nitpick. That's just something that I'm seeing that maybe seven year olds would say. Okay, I'm getting a little tired here. Um, we're in the same building and we're in this garbage tank for like four minutes. We're in it for a long scene, so and they don't get out of it. Like they spend a good thirty minutes stuck in the Death Star. So with stormtroopers that can't hit them to save their life. Yeah. So. With that being said, though, I recommend that every person should watch episode four before they watch any other movie. And Amen. if you don't want, like it, I mean, you can continue if you would like to, but don't expect anything different. Yeah. Because um, all other Star Wars movies are rhymes from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they, we will eventually see, and as people do see as they watch this, that they do rhyme. Like, any beginning of the new sequels always have something to do very famously with episode four. Yeah. They're going to take a copy of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, episode four was the original. It's George Lucas is like the one that he was probably most involved in the most. Mm-hmm. He directed, he wrote it, and uh, John Williams' score is an A already. Oh, and so it good. just cannot be said that like John Williams and George Lucas together have created some of the greatest things. Yep. Um, and uh, with some of the same actors, actually, if you yeah. kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. So Indiana Jones has both Harrison Ford in it. So. Yep. <laughs> so it's... Um, this movie is uh, not perfection. It's, oh, no. But it's, it's gold. Yeah. You know, so this movie I would give a, um, a 97 A+. Plus, um, a, a couple not just because I wasn't there in 1978 to watch this movie out in theaters. Yeah. So um, I, I'm sure we gave it a hundred if we were there in theaters. Yeah. Um, like seeing people trailer react to our grandparents because they went to see 1977's release of A New Hope, then watch their trailer reactions to Episode Seven, and these people are eyes are bawling. Yeah. Because like this is coming back. Like it's mm-hmm. like they would definitely give that movie like a hundred. That's how important yeah. this movie is to generations. Yeah. Um, uh, like so. I watched uh, that seventies episode, a uh, Star Wars episode, mm. and where the gang goes and watches Star Wars for the first time, and it's just cool to see their faces of just pure awe, amazement of what they're watching, and the sound just kind of reverberating back to them, and mm. just them being taken by what's being played up there. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's how we would have reacted too, because there wasn't anything like it at that time, and I will argue there's anything like it today. Like mm. it's it's a a great film, a great piece of film history 
and it, it's not only is it important, but I just I, I think it's just really good. Yeah. It, it can't go wrong with watching Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. So, you know, special edition changes aside. Mm-hmm. 97A. Yeah. It's like that's gonna get like two thumbs up, like five out of five. It's it's gold. It's premium. So yeah, really good. Um, I would encourage you to take your time and watch through it. Yeah. Um and uh, uh, maybe look for some things that you don't like, but uh, just I don't know. Watch the Star Wars Always trailer. Watch. Continue to be a fan of Star Wars, no matter what's going to happen mm-hmm. in 9. Um, I'm still a fan through 7, through 8, through Solo, through Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that George has done wrong, but like if we can kind of get out of the whole, hey, I want Star Wars to be the way I want it to be, yeah, and it must be like this, and just come up with the idea that these are people telling stories, and the reason why it's so difficult is that they're trying to deal with characters that... Um, need to be as valuable as the ones in this movie. Um, they need to make them like get to that standard. Because if they don't, people complain. When you create this character named Rose, and she doesn't get to that standard of gold, she gets the standard of maybe not e- not even close to bronze. People, people are like, no, you're you know? being too generous and, there. Yeah, I'm being generous because they didn't create a character that gets anywhere on a platform of any praise. And because of this movie, almost all these characters get on some platform or price for me. Um, and that's because yeah. of this movie. This is a great movie. 97, yeah. A+. Plus, yeah. Recommend. Go see it. If you've yes. watched it many times, watch it again. Yeah. I guarantee you, you will find stuff that you did not see the fir- first hundred times you watched it. <laughs> I am just more in love with Star Wars, again, for watching it for like the 700th time in my life. Yep. I, I feel happy. Talking uh, about it, yeah. If Episode Nine came out tomorrow... I'd be happy with that. Amen. I'm happy for We've it. Still got a couple more months, though. Yeah. A more and months, and it, about nine more Star Wars films to watch <laughs> before then. But yeah. we will get there. We will get there. Which, speaking of that, next week we will be reviewing Empire Strikes yeah, Back. episode five. So will it be, be number one or will it be number two for us? You have to come back. You have to come back. You have to find out. I'm really excited to yeah. watch it again because I'll say it's my favorite currently. Of the Star Wars films. I would but, lean uh, probably this one being my favorite, but I'm looking okay, for fun yeah. to change it because it totally can. So. Yeah, it could. Yeah, and, and who knows, you know, I might buy, view five differently. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Movie magic. Yeah, so that this was the Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope review. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you for yep, listening. Thank you for listening. Catch you later.